Welcome to the Money, Marketing, and Mission Show, where we are breaking all the rules when it comes to making money online. I'm your host, Mia Francis Poulin, owner and copywriter-in-chief at The Copy House, a boutique copywriting agency for mission-focused businesses who want to market their business authentically, ethically, and profitably. The Money, Marketing, and Mission Show is here to help amplify the voices of business owners who are out here doing big things, those who are breaking barriers for marginalized communities, redefining time freedom, and generally getting in good trouble to make our society a better place, and making money while they do so. So if you're up for an awesome conversation, deep talk, and a good time talking about money, how we do business, and how we do good, then settle in for a listen. Hey there, and welcome to the Money Marketing and Mission Show. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful Valentine's Day, a day full of love, self-love, love for others, for friends, for family, for partners. It's a beautiful day, and it's one of my favorite, favorite uh, commercialized holidays. Um, not only because I get to have my favorite thing on the planet, uh, which are chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> so I love me some chocolate-covered strawberries back when the world was open and we could go to malls. Do you remember malls? Uh, I would go to the Godiva store and my favorite thing to get were chocolate-covered strawberries, which is really fitting for this episode, which is about chocolate <laughs> and more and business and marketing and mission and ethics and all of the things, but I just had a wonderful conversation with Carly Jo Bell, and I cannot wait to, to introduce you to her. So here's a little bit about Carly. Carly Jo Bell is a cat lady, business coach, product and service-based business owner, and the founder of Holco Media. She helps her big-hearted clients create consistent five-figure months doing work they love doing in the way they love doing it by building out the foundational offers, messaging, marketing, and sales strategies that empower their sustainable business. Carly is a powerhouse. I so enjoy anytime I'm able to be in her space and we be in each other's mutual space um, because she is just a really bright light in this sometimes insidious dark space of the online marketing world. And I love how she thinks about things and how she talks about things and how she serves her clients. I had the wonderful opportunity to be a, a guest copy coach in one of her programs, the Expand Mastermind, and it was such a journey and a, a joy to be able to help her customers, her clients, see transformation when it comes to their messaging and their copy, uh, even though Carly could have easily done this on her own because she is a dynamo when it comes to really, really compelling, heart-centered content and copy for the web. So. I hope that you enjoy this conversation and let's talk about chocolate. Carly, thank you and welcome to the Money Marketing Emissions Show. I'm so excited to have you on here. First of all, you're just one of my favorite people to collaborate with and to just yes. like share space with because one, like you can't see, you viewers and, and listeners, you can't see Carly's face right now, but she always has the best smile on her <laughs> face. Like her energy is just infectious. I adore it. Um, and also, you know, knowing that it's not always rainbow and gum, rainbows and gumdrops over in your world, but like you just like your vibe is just one that I super enjoy being around. So thank you Aww. for being here. 
Thank you. I I mean, I think I just put a post in my Facebook group because you are going to be my Facebook group later. And yeah. um, I was like, we're like peanut butter and jelly when we speak yeah. about these things. So I just love like, I love your energy as well. And I love yes. collaborating with you. Like peas and carrots. Yes. <laughs> so, <of> course, come <laughs> yes. so let's dive into this because I am just so excited to provide this glimpse into your business and how you serve your people and all of the great work that you're doing out in the world. So the first question I like to ask is one that I ask everyone, and it is, how do you make money in your business? Well, I make money by selling every single day, but practically. (laughs) Every single day. Wait a minute. Hold on. Like that's okay. Hold on. That's kind of a little bit of a paradigm shift. You sell every single day. All right. Well, continue. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go back to that in a second, but practically what I do, I'm a business coach and I help people expand their visibility, impact and income so they can create genuinely sustainable success in their business. And I do that primarily through my business coaching program expand, which has different tiers to help you get to whatever your next level of sustainable success is. So whether that's your first, you know, you want to get to your first 8.3K month because 12 of those equals a six-figure year, or you're wanting to scale all the way up to maybe your first 50K and beyond month. Um, I've really developed a map of foundationals, foundationals of foundations. (laughs) We'll go with it. We'll go with it (laughs) to help you like get to whatever that next level is for you and to do it sustainably because we don't want to be burning ourselves out. We don't want to have to get into the hustle. We don't want to have to just create a business that we hate just to make money, right? Right, right. <laughs> so that's what I do. But back to this, the selling every single day, I probably don't sell every single day, but I probably am selling at least four or five days of the week, every week, every yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I... There's so much in the in what you just said. Well, first of all, I, my mind is just kind of like still kind of ringing from sell <laughs> every day, even though you're like, it's not every day, but um, <laughs> like my brain's kind of just like having a little cognitive dissonance here. But um, what you said about building a business that you don't hate, right? Like I actually, I told this story, like, oh, it's probably been several months since I told this story, but I actually started a business that I absolutely detested. Like every mm. single aspect of it was just so unenjoyable. Like, and and I did it because I was kind of auditing as I was exiting the corporate world, I was auditing what I was good at. And the the company was called Real Good Resumes. And because I was like, <laughs> I love me some alliteration. And so yeah. I was like, real good resumes. I will write you a real good resume. Like that's what I was going to do. And like I built the website and I came up with the logo and Canva. And then I sat back and was like actually getting clients and was like, I don't like, why am I doing this? I don't have yeah. a background in HR. <laughs> yes, I've been a hiring manager before, but like, I don't want to work with people's resumes. And <laughs> it just was kind of like, and, and the, what brought this up in my brain was actually a week ago, someone tagged me in a local group um, in a post where someone was looking for help with their resume. And they're like, Mia no can way. do it. And I was like, no, I don't, I'm out of that <laughs> business. But the process of of like extracting myself and the self the self discovery and self awareness to be like okay, you know that you like creating businesses because that's actually my jam. Like I am most I am most at my best when I can create stuff. 
and like mm-hmm. see that to fruition. Like the rest of it is kind of like the actual execution part. That's why I have people now. <laughs> um, but the creative part I really like. And so I, it was, it was, okay, I really don't like doing this. Um, I really don't like this whole business as a whole, but what did I like out of it? And so, yeah, it's just, that yeah. was a process. So thank you for bringing this up because I think that there are a lot of people out there who are stuck in businesses that they actually genuinely Oh do. my gosh. Yes. Yeah, totally. So how I define sustainable success is doing work you love doing and the way you love doing it. Um, and apologies, for some reason, I actually skipped over the entire first half of my definition for sustainable success. <laughs> and so my real definition of sustainable success is making consistent five-figure months, doing yeah. work you love doing it the way you love doing it. Because first of all, we have to be making money in order for anything to be sustainable. So, um, and if you're looking at like, I use Profit First, for example, to kind of manage my business finances. And so um, I also live in California where I have to put aside like 35% for taxes. So if I make $10,000, I'm actually only making $3,500 that's going in my pocket. Right. (laughs) So we have to have that five figure, at least number in order for things to truly be sustainable. But then the part that people often forget, they're like, yes, I want to have my first 10k month or whatever it is. But they don't think about oh, in order for it to be sustainable, I actually have to like the work I'm doing. And I like mm-hmm. have to like how I'm doing it. Like I yes. can't be like, yes, I'm going to edit resumes. And even if you love resumes as an idea, but you actually hate doing the execution work, then that how you love doing it piece is not there. And therefore it's not going to be sustainable. But yeah. so many people just think, well, this is like what people might buy. So that's what I have to do in order to make money. Um, But it's going to just be a path to burnout, truthfully. And I did something very similar at the beginning. I've had so many businesses in my lifetime. (laughs) Yeah. But even when I first started Holco, I was, um, I started as technically a social media manager. But I basically just said yes to anything that my clients wanted me to do that was at all related to marketing in any way. And so I remember one day, and it was almost traumatic, so I can like put myself back in this spot in this memory. But I was sitting at um, a table, my table, my dining table, and um, a client had asked me to make a really tiny edit on their WordPress website. And I had to figure out how to do the code for it. And I oh God. <laughs> have never, I'm, I'm not a techie Cody person at all. And I spent like five or six hours on it, still couldn't figure it out. And finally was like, wait, why did I say yes to this? Can't I just tell them like, that's actually not something that I do? Because I think I would had charged like $100 or something mm-hmm. to like make this edit. And I'm like, I just spent six hours. Is this worth $100? No. (laughs) But we, especially earlier on in our businesses, think like, I have to do everything that I, like, that anyone could possibly want to pay me money for. So that way I can make money. But the business that you build today is the business that you have tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. what are you building today? And are you building a sustainable business today? Yes. Oh my God. That's all so, so good. Because I've been there. I've been there. I I think back to, so this is business number three for me. You know, I'm going to count real good resumes because I did spend about a good eight months like running that business, even though I I quickly 
learned it wasn't for me. But, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the copy house, we're going on three and a half years now, which is absolutely insane. But <laughs> when wait, we may, wait, when did you start your business? I think we might be business like birthday buddies. October 2018. Me too. Really? Oh, see, yeah. look, kismet. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. That's amazing. Okay, yes. sorry, continue. <laughs> no, but so, um, so I, when I started, I very suddenly left my job. Like I'd never quit a job before without like, just like on a, on a mm. whim. Well, it wasn't on a whim. There were very specific reasons why I had yeah. to leave that job. But I, I walked in one day. I was like, here, you can either keep me on as a freelancer or here's my resignation letter. And they're like, we got to talk about this. I was like, I don't have time to talk. Bye. So yeah. I left and I was like, I looked at my husband and I said, um, you believe in me? He was like every single day of the year at forever. Oh. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go make us some money. And I very, very quickly made money to be able to replace my income, which mm -hmm. felt really great because I'd had this little baby and this other bigger baby who, you know, has, <laughs> has specific needs. And then, you know, my husband, who's my, mm -hmm. my third, <laughs> you know, not really, he's a full-grown <laughs> adult. Um, but, you know, I had a household that was used to having two incomes and I said yes to some very interesting things. Like I was writing, mm. oh gosh, this is still, this is actually kind of funny to look back on. So I was writing dating websites, like microsites for the LGBT community, which wow. was super fun. I was like, I yeah. love this. I could do this all day. Um, but then I also was writing like technical papers for fintech <laughs> companies and like health reports and just basically anybody who was willing to pay me at least like a thousand dollars to do a project. I was like, I'm your girl. Like, let's do mm -hmm. it. Um, but that was not First of all, it wasn't focused enough. Like I was all over the place. I was just like, I write words that sell. Like, you, you know, that's, my, I'm the words person. Um, but also like, I, I, it wasn't sustainable because I had no idea where my next client was coming from. Like I had no processes. It was just me with a baby in a carrier riding at my, my broken Lenovo laptop. So, <laughs> so, um, but I think that the piece about like the happiness is just so, critical and it kind of leads into so you have com a community um mm -hmm. and part of your branding about the big-hearted entrepreneur so like what does that mean like what does it mean to be a big-hearted entrepreneur yeah so i mean i kind of landed on that phrase through a series of conversations with some of my favorite people in my audience <laughs> um and as i was working through that what kept coming out is that people were saying um, that they just like wanted to change the world or, you know, they wanted to like be the change they wished to see in the world. And they all had very specific places that they wanted to make an impact, both within their business, but also outside of their business. This idea of like, I want to um, do this in my business, but then whatever I make extra, I want to be able to donate over to this nonprofit or to this cause or something like that. And what I just really found is that all of my people really, really care. Yeah. And so when I say the word big hearted and I say, you know, like I help big hearted entrepreneurs, I really work with people who really, truly care about the world and about the people around them. And that is such a beautiful 
character trait, it also has so many shadow sides. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because people who really truly care, they often are like, but I can't charge that much because then it's not going to be accessible. But it's yeah. like, well, hang on a second. Like, is it sustainable though? And if you are making a sustainable amount of money, you actually will have more power, both in literal money, but also in energy, to give to whoever it is that you're wanting to give to and to pour into your audience for free and do, you know, podcasts or put your energy into these other things because you're making money. And so with big hearted entrepreneurs, it's the most beautiful type of person to work with, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I just love that a big part of my job is helping people kind of shift some of the ideas of what does it mean to care for other people? Does it mean people-pleasing? No, it absolutely doesn't. Does it mean undercharging just so you can be accessible? No, it absolutely doesn't. And so making some of these core shifts to what it means to care is just honestly one of my favorite parts of my job. And it's just so powerful when these people who really truly do care start caring about themselves because that's often something that big-hearted entrepreneurs struggle with they care more about other people than themselves Mm -hmm. um so shifting into caring so much about themselves that they're able then to truly and generously give in any way money time energy that they want to be giving to their audience and to other causes that they really care about yeah there's so much in that and there's 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 really two things that that come up for me with that. And the first is that in order, it kind of comes down to margin, right? Like being able to have enough financial, emotional, energetic margin to be able to serve at the level that you want to serve. And part of being able to have that margin is if you are compensated appropriately, right? Totally. Like if you have the financial resources to not be stressed, you know, in your business yeah. or and or in your life. Right. Um, yeah. And so that's what part of it. But also, like, it's just really striking to me how aligned we are in our philosophies, because, you know, and hearing you talk about big hearted entrepreneurs like that's really kind of our whole M.O. behind the copy house and ethical marketing and ethical messaging is you know, let's get back to human to human. Like we talk about B2B, we talk about B2C, but like how about human to human sales? And we can still be good people and treat our people well and treat ourselves well and do good in the world while still building businesses and and generating revenue. Like they're not mutually exclusive things. And so I'm just all here for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for all of it. Yeah. So I want to talk, I want to know more about your journey because I know that you are a, you are a, um, a multi, not multi-passionate entrepreneur. That's correct. Right. Yes. But yes. you know, your, your, your journey has been such an interesting one for me. So can you tell me a little bit about how you started Holco? Yeah. Well, I mean, I started it while I was living in Australia and I was back from Australia for just like a couple of months at my parents' house, um, kind of hanging out, visiting. And I was just thinking, when I go back, what do I want to do? Because I didn't want to do 
like coffee shop jobs or anything like that because at that point I was kind of just traveling around and you know like living in different places and I also was very very poor (laughs) so this don't don't think that this um is like some luxurious me traveling the world thing I literally was broke um and so I was just thinking like what do I really want to do and um, this comment kept coming up for me that my dad had made when I was in my senior year of college. Um, he was asking, like, what do you want to do, you know, once you graduate? And I have a degree in political science. Um, I had intended to go to law school until I realized, like, oh, I actually just like learning about law. I have no desire to be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, we were actually on similar paths. I was going to go to law school, but I was the English person. So uh, they were like, you like reading? You can read these legal texts. And uh, then I actually <laughs> sat down and was like, I'm not studying for the LSAT. Yeah. <laughs> Pump that. So anyway, continue. Perfect. Yeah. So I was just kind of then in a place of like, I don't know what I want to be doing. And my dad said, well, I know what you want to do. I was like, oh, tell me, you know, yes, like I was so excited more. about this. Yeah. He said, you don't want to work for anyone else. You want to have your own business. Um, and so it took me a few years, obviously, to like fully integrate that. But as I was thinking about going back to Australia, like what I was going to do, I just was like, I want to have my own business. And I had had a couple of smaller businesses before that. Um, and I just decided this is what I want to do full time. And so similar to you, I thought, what am I actually good at? Like, what are my skills? You know, and that's how I landed on social media because I had managed social media for my own businesses in the past, but also for a couple of other places I had worked. Um, it's like, okay, yeah, I can totally do social media. And honestly, I like have taken the strangest path to becoming a business coach. (laughs) I did social media and at the beginning I was pretty much just a like, yes person, anything you want related to marketing, I will do it. I eventually finally like transitioned fully into social media. I'm going to just do social media marketing and strategy um, until I started realizing that I can do amazing social media and it's going to drive a lot of great traffic and that kind of thing. But if you don't have a brand that is tying every single piece of your business together, then my social media is not going to be as effective as it could be. So then I started moving into brand strategy. I was a brand strategist for a little bit and I eventually had to come to terms with the fact that I had always been a coach with every single client that I had been working with. Um, but I did not want to be a business coach. <laughs> I avoided calling myself a business coach for as long as I possibly could. And it was purely because I just felt like there were so many business coaches. And it was the same idea that I hear so many of my clients say these days of like, well, I can't do that. There's so many people doing that. Mm-hmm. Or how would ever, anyone ever trust me? Like, what? why am I equipped to be a coach or whatever? So, um, yeah, eventually I had to just kind of realize like, hang on a second, I've dropped all of my brand strategy clients. So I'm literally not doing any execution work anymore. Long ago, I dropped all my social media clients. So literally no execution work. All I'm doing is coaching. (laughs) And so at that point, I just had to say, okay, you know, I am a business coach and Um, the moment that I stepped into that, literally that is when everything shifted in my business. And the month after I started calling myself a business coach was my first $10,000 month. And it just is like so much proof that 
when we're doing work that we actually love doing and we're doing it in the way that we love doing it, it's so much easier to make money and so much easier to then actually show up to work every day because you actually want to be there because you're truly excited about it and your brain just somehow gets what you're doing. And I think like when I was doing social media and and branding and all of that, I was very good at it, but it wasn't fully using all of my strengths. And now that I've taken that experience and I've brought it into uh, business coaching, sometimes I'm in awe of like, how does my brain know these things? How does my brain understand these things? But it's just that whole concept, right, of the zone of genius of like, this is what I am here on this earth to be doing because my brain is just like, it gets it. Like, this is the thing and this is the direction. Um, so it's been a wild journey to get to this point, yeah. um, three and a half years, of course, but it's also been a beautiful journey as well. Yeah. And, you know, every piece of it is reflected in where you are now, totally. right? So yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that so much. Ooh, yay. Okay. <laughs> so I have been following you on the internet for over a year now. And recently you've started talking about chocolate. (laughs) And so, like, I know you're not going to move to selling chocolate, I don't think. (laughs) Like, you know, so can you tell us more about what this chocolate thing is about? Yeah, I've literally been talking about chocolate for a month now, probably over a month. And I sometimes feel crazy. And other times I'm like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm just like, what does it mean? Like part of me is just like, what does it mean? So, yes. Well, that is exactly the reaction I've been trying to get. (laughs) Yes. Um, But basically, I am launching a podcast. I'm so excited. And it is called Selling Chocolate. Um, so dun, 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 big announcement. <laughs> um, but why on earth is it called selling chocolate? So this yes. is the piece that I do have to explain a little bit, which goes against what I usually tell my clients. I'm like, make it super clear, not cute. But you know, we got to break our own rules sometimes. Yeah. Um, so selling chocolate, the whole idea is I tell my clients sell chocolate, not broccoli. And, um, What that really means is you want to be selling something that your customer already thinks that they want, not selling something that you might know that they need, but that they're not totally clear on. And so what that looks like practically is, for example, I have a program called Marketing Magnified that is this like pre-recorded marketing intensive that comes with feedback and all these things. And in that program, what I sell is you're going to learn how to create content that converts. That's the thing I talk about. That's the thing I lead with. Like anytime I'm marketing, marketing magnified, it's like, you're going to create content that converts because for my people, they're like, I have no idea why my content isn't converting. (laughs) And they think that that's really the problem. And for a very small amount of people, just not knowing how to create content that converts is the actual problem. But for probably 99% of the people so far who've taken the program and all my clients before this as well, the actual marketing process is not the whole problem. What Mm -hmm. they actually need is they need to align their offers with their messaging, with their marketing, with their sales strategy. And when you have those pieces all working in alignment with one another, then it's so much easier to actually create marketing content that converts. Mm -hmm. And so my chocolate 
is content that converts. My broccoli, the stuff that is really healthy for them, that's really gonna actually help them get what they want, is, hey, it's not just about your marketing content, it's actually about your offers, your messaging, your marketing, yes, and your sales strategy. So let's talk about those things too. And so you want to, when you're selling an offer, sell the chocolate, but then support with the broccoli. And of course, you don't want to sell something sleazily, right? And so I'm not gonna sell content that converts and then not actually teach them how to make content that converts. (laughs) So you have to give both the chocolate and the broccoli when someone actually comes in to work with you. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bait and switch. They're getting both. (laughs) You're getting both. Yes. Yeah, but I'm just focusing on the part that I know you actually already care about. Instead of fighting the uphill battle of trying to get you to care about something that you don't think is a problem. And that's really one of the biggest problems that I see or biggest obstacles that I see so many entrepreneurs facing is they're trying to educate on like, you have this problem and this problem and this problem, but why not just skip over all that hard work and talk about the things that they actually think that are a problem or the things that they actually think that they want and then bring them in. And at that point you have a captive audience, give them the things they need. (laughs) Yes. Oh, wow. I am so, I'm so excited about this. Um, And I really love how you explain this about chocolate and broccoli. Uh, I mean, I'm always here for a good chocolate bar, like, <laughs> like always, always. So, but yeah, I was, so. was going to say the funny piece is, is that I actually can't eat chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so I have all these photos of like for my podcast photo shoot of like me eating chocolate, but I like didn't eat a single bite of it. It was just in my mouth for a moment. <laughs> oh, no. Well, well, you're, you're taking one for the team, I guess. I guess. <laughs> you're, you're dedicated to the mission. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So we've talked about consistency at the beginning of, of this episode. And I do want to take a moment because I know there are so many business owners that struggle with consistency when it comes to like high level consistency with your messaging. And then even down mm-hmm. to like, let me email or post or whatever on a regular cadence. And in fact, that's, that's what we're trying to solve with the subscription is to be the simple you know, one-stop place where you can get those content assets, actually get what you need and just schedule them and not have to worry about writing them, right? Um, That said, what are some of the things that people get wrong or misconceptions that people have about consistency that you can share with us? Yeah, I think that so many people struggle with consistency because they have turned consistency into a should. Mm. And anytime you are taking action out of the motivation of, well, I should do this, then it's no longer actually an aligned action. And therefore, it's even if you do it, it's not going to work. Mm. And so if you're trying to be consistent because, well, I have to be consistent if I want to be successful, then I encourage my clients who are there to take a step back and look at what is the actual story there? What's the belief there? And how can we heal the underneath part? So that way then you actually can step into aligned consistency, consistency that feels really good for you. And the other piece to all of this is that 
so many people struggle to be consistent because they're just trying to do too much in their businesses. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are like, oh, well, someone said that I need to do reels, so I have to I have to add reels to my marketing strategy. Someone said that I need to set up a Dubsado and get my onboarding thing perfect, so I'm gonna go focus on that for a little bit. Someone said that I need this really in-depth sales page if I wanna sell even a $97 offer, so I'm gonna go work on that. And they're just trying to do everything in their business rather than looking at what are our actual priorities. What are the things that are actually going to move the needle forward for me? And what again, what that really comes down to is the shoulds. They're really looking at what someone outside of them is saying, and they are taking that as gold. And instead yeah. of listening to themselves, they're saying, oh, well, that person must know better than me. And as you probably know too, Mia, it's really hard to be successful in your business if you aren't actually trusting yourself and Mm -hmm. if you aren't actually following your own intuition and your own gut. I mean, you with the copy subscription, like that was, I think I remember reading that that was an idea you had while you were like getting your eyebrows done or something like that. No, it was actually more dramatic. I'd had surgery and I woke up from anesthesia. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, when you are creating a model here that is unlike what other people are doing, and it's not what I bet a lot of people are saying you should do, and yet Mm -hmm. it works because you're following your own intuition. And so consistency really is about learning to first trust yourself and then simplifying your priorities. And instead of trying to do all the things, really focusing on your two main priorities, which are essentially, how can I attract more people in and how can I deliver an amazing customer experience to them? And then within that, what is the simplest way to actually do both of those things? Preach, preach. Yeah, I, I say this phrase, right? Like, Because there's this, this idea out there that success leaves clues, right? Mm. But some of those clues are red herrings, right? Like we mm. don't have the back-end view on what so-and-so's six-figure or seven-figure launch looks like. We don't know the strategy behind so-and-so's ads or whatever the thing is that we get, you know, we should ourselves over. Right. And so like, yes, we can, we can look for examples in real life, you know, people who are doing the thing, but also we kind of have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt and just listen to ourselves and and kind of get, you know, get that deep, that deep moment, just as I did when I woke up up from (laughs) anesthesia. (laughs) <laughs> it was real. It was really dramatic. Like I woke up and I just immediately had this download, and I I wrote to the nurse and I go, "I'm gonna be a millionaire." <laughs> and then I started calling for my husband. I was like, "Where's the love of my life?" <laughs> so I don't recommend that people, you know, have Versed and fentanyl and all those things coursing yeah. through their veins, waking up from <laughs> anesthesia. However. It was a great creativity booster. And I was very funny. Yes. What a good story. Yes. So tell us more about about the podcast, because that's the next big thing. And it's watching today when this episode goes live on the 14th. So where can people find it? Like, what's what's the vibe? Like, tell us about it. Yeah. Um, so I am still trying to figure out how to talk about podcasts. I have no idea. So this is going to be a little bit rough, but <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to go with we're it. Gonna, we're going to go with it. So essentially, the podcast is selling chocolate. That's the name of it. And as far as I understand, you can type that into any of your 
places that you listen to podcasts and you'll be able to find Selling Chocolate. So that is how you can find it. Or you can go to sellingchocolatepod.com and I have all the links conveniently there for you. Awesome. (laughs) Um, But Selling Chocolate is really for the big hearted entrepreneur, surprise, surprise, who wants to really stop living life according to the shoulds, stop building a business that makes them hustle all the time and really start building sustainable success in their business, which again is those consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. And I am super excited about how I have actually like structured the podcast because basically what I've done is every other month I will be releasing mini seasons of five episodes. And those seasons all are about one core theme. So that way you can really listen to those episodes and have an action step to take by the end of those of those episodes. Um, at least one action step. Let's be real. I struggle with like paring it down sometimes. <laughs> so the first season is truly about sustainable success and introducing people to the sustainable sales system, which is my framework for how I help my clients expand their visibility impact and income. So we're going to talk about things like consistency in marketing. We're going to talk about things um, like broccoli and chocolate. We're going to talk about my favorite thing to ever talk about, which is the seven phase transformational journey, which is going to help you actually align your offers, your messaging, your marketing and your sales strategy all together. And honestly, when I like talk about this framework with people, their minds are blown. It makes so much sense why things haven't been working and they get so many wins. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just super excited for this first season and um, to have it as really a foundation for I like when I have new people in my audience, I can say, hey, go listen to this episode or this season, because that's going to help you really get clear on some of the very key foundations in your business so that you actually can begin to expand into that next level of sustainable success. Oh, I am so excited for this. This sounds like such an amazing resource. So we'll have the links in the show notes to sellingchocolatepod.com. Um, or you can go in and search selling chocolate on on the places where you listen to your podcast. So yeah. that's super exciting. Okay, so besides finding you on the pod, where else can people find you? Yeah, so I mean, I'm all about sustainable success, right? So that means that I am not on all of the platforms. Beautiful. (laughs) Because no one has time for that. So the best place to find me is in my Facebook group, which is Big Hearted Entrepreneurs Selling Authentically. A little bit of a mouthful, but that is my favorite place to be online. Who knows, maybe my podcast will surpass that over time, but I love hanging out in my Facebook group. Um, And if that feels too hard for you to find, you absolutely can go look me up on Instagram at Holco Media. I spend zero time on Instagram, but I have a little link in bio that takes you straight to my Facebook group. (laughs) I love it. I love that. Like, hey, we got to do what we got to do, right? Absolutely. Um, So we'll have all of those places to make it easy as well in the show notes to find Carly and follow her because her posts are fire, y'all. Like I I, I sit down, I'm like, dang, that's some really good like language right there. Like the writer in me is just like, I love this. So um, so you will appreciate her content and she's always a wealth of, of resources and knowledge. So, all right. So this is the question I love to end the show with and it is, what is one thing that's keeping you pumped up and moving forward these days? Ooh, okay. 
Well, I might go a little like deep with this question, actually. Love it. So I've been in therapy recently. <laughs> I've actually been fan. in therapy for a while. Yes, big fan of therapy. But um, it's been a fucking awful journey for the last yeah. six months in therapy because we've just been digging really, really deep into things. And I'm so excited because just last week I really had the first moment where I felt like inside of therapy in this kind of last six months, the first moment where I feel like I'm now going up instead of digging mm-hmm. down. And honestly, like I have been in the best mood. It is my period week this week, but I am like on top of the world because I just feel like finally all of this work that I've been doing over the last six months is like gonna start paying off. <laughs> yes. And I'm super excited about that and just so grateful too. And um, you know, for again the sustainable success that allows me to take the time to um take a couple days off if I need to because of the stuff I'm working on in therapy to um, like actually be able to pay for a therapist. (laughs) Yes. You know, for all of those different pieces. Um, And I'm also really proud of myself. And I think that that like pride of, hey, I've done this. I have been putting in this hard work and I'm really like turning a corner here um, is really just like keeping me going right now. And I'm just very proud of having put in the work that I've been putting in into my personal life because up until probably six months ago for the time I was in business before that, all of my focus was on my business. And so kind of taking some time now to focus on me again and focus on moving into places that I want to move into in my own self-worth and journey and all of that. Um, I'm just really proud of, of the work that I've been doing there. Oh, I love that so much. And I love that you have claimed the space to be able to do that work and yeah. really focus on it because it is so important. We are not we are not like business machines. The capitalist no. society that we're in would like us to believe that, that we can just turn off the personal work, 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 And then in the margins of time we have to rest, Mm -hmm. right, you know, (laughs) to not be productive, then we can focus on those things, but not too much, right? Yes. You know, don't be unstable, (laughs) air quote, right? Totally. Um, And yeah, I'm a big fan of therapy. I talk about Renee, my therapist, for the last seven years all the time. (laughs) I would, I don't know where I would be without Renee, but that woman has Mm -hmm. seen me through exiting corporate, getting my child out of the hospital because he's my eldest spend a whole year in the hospital um, to birthing my second child to like all kinds of things. So get you a Renee, you know, like even if, even (laughs) if you don't feel like you have mental health challenges, like get you someone you can talk to, like that that knows, like has modalities, you know? Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. So for me, because I like to challenge myself to, um, to, to share what's keeping me pumped up and moving forward these days. Um, so for me, I don't know if I told you this. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a baby. Did you know <gasps> that we're having a baby? No. Yes. Oh, oh yes, gosh. we're having a baby. So um, I just crossed over to the second trimester. Oh, and so I could have swore I told so you. But I'm so teary like, right now. I'm so yes. happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. But um, so for me, if this is my last little baby unless you know the universe says otherwise (laughs) and it's the last one I'm planning on and we found out that we are having a girl which I have two boys oh my gosh yes I tell you something broke in my brain when I found out we were having a girl like I've just been looking at tutus and bones like it's really (laughs) it's really kind of out of character 
because uh, I am very much not like that. But um, I have just been really taking time that in a way that I don't think that I did um, in my previous pregnancies, just mm-hmm. to like sit in the moments with this life that I'm mm-hmm. creating and just like get really connected with her. And it's just real. like I'm having these really beautiful moments in time throughout my day that um, I don't know if I would have, because, you know, I was, I was, I was thinking about my, my business when I was pregnant with my, my middle, Mm -hmm. um, my now middle, he's going to be a Um, but now I'm in this space where I'm like, I'm literally looking at the calendar and I'm like, all right, I'm going to be taking five months off. Oh. with this little baby and I'm like that's actually possible and yeah. just kind of sitting with you know I'm growing this life like let me just be really connected in this moment and be and I just haven't had the space to like be like that you know for a while yeah. so I'm just I'm just enjoying the beauty of life and the creation of life oh. and all that stuff so. I love all of that so much. And what a testament, again, to building a sustainable business that actually allows you to be supported to take those five months off. That's so awesome. Right. right. Now, now I just have to get over, like, my mental hump of, what will I do? Like, not, yeah. like I won't be busy. <laughs> like, I think I won't be oh, oh, horribly sleep deprived. <laughs> not yeah. that bad. Maybe not that bad. So. Well, Carly, thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with me and being with me and always for your support of myself and the copy house and what we're doing. And I'm just so appreciative of you and your time. So thank you. Yeah, I'm so grateful for you as well. And so excited to be on this show with you and so excited about this podcast as well. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Money Marketing and Mission show. If you liked this show, please do me a favor and head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a five-star review. It really helps our show get found and into the ears of the right listeners. And it would mean the world to me to know that you got value from the discussion here. So, uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, we're at The Copy House. Remember, that's H-A-U-S on all the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and and LinkedIn, and you can learn more about the Copy House and how we do copy differently by visiting www.thecopyhouse.com. And remember, that's house, H-A-U-S. Catch you later.